to trust in Jesus. No, y'all, y'all know that. No, sing that's, it. That's sing it. Hymn, I'm waiting right? for you that's to sing hymn. it. That's a hymn. That's a hymn. No, I forgot the rest. No one knows one song. Dang You're putting Bobby? me on a spot. I can't think of nothing. Sing anything. Sing um. Sing um. See, you can't think of nothing either. Glimpse of us. Glimpse of us. I don't even know that song. Glimpse of us. Rest on us. Someone sing "Rest on uh-huh. Us." <laughs> you saved me. You saved me. Saving him. <laughs> no, that's what it is, bro. Yeah, yeah. no, it's kind of accurate. Well, but there's more him. rhythm. <laughs> there's not just a rhythm. Saving him. I was looking for, like, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know how much more he was going to sing. I was like, I have a window they, of opportunity. They also, they also kind of like, they, they lead the next verse. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, uh, they're like I don't know. Uh, He's like, now we're going to rest on us. Yeah, yeah. It's. Anyways, it's an it's interesting culture of music. It is. If you haven't listened to gospel music, I highly recommend it. I have a Spotify, gospel music. I have a Spotify the, playlist the, the called South Appropriate Baptist. This. Oh, do you really? Good. No, I, that'd be sick, though. Oh. It's got it's huh? got a bluebird in there. <laughs> a bluebird. <laughs> hey, we came back. Hey, it's your boy, Trevor. Hey, yo. Hey, y'all. Boy, D. Nikki G. And this is just talking. Right. We're live. We came back, yep. and no one thought we would. There's a lot of people that are saying that they're. Can you gone. say that in your Batman accent, please? We're back. <laughs> Pray to me. I don't know. I don't. I don't. We're back. Hi. <laughs> hey. We're black. We're black. Okay. Did you say we're black? <laughs> okay, smoker. <laughs> Did you say back or black? Oh, I heard black. We could be back in black. Oh. Polaroid. Stop. What? <laughs> Pushing the black and white Polaroid, bro. Dude, that's huge. All right, all right. That's flames. <laughs> that's 350 right. Fahrenheit. So this week. <laughs> Why 350? I'm sorry. I'm stopping doing that. <laughs> no, I need to know now. Because that's, like, that's like typical temperature for like anything. You probably check in the oven 350. Check in 350. Tree 350. Anything. Tree? Pie 350. Fahrenheit 451. Topic is on Definitely covenant. Would you? He stop. is speaking. You know what? Can I? Real Trevor, quick, can you stop, stop interrupting Nick? Now that there's not a computer in front of me, I feel so free. I feel like you guys. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, there's no time in front of me. We have hours to speak. Hey, Nick, speaking. Please. I'm listening. I'm listening. All right, Nick, take it away. I'm gonna flip the table. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, I am. Can we get up, to it? Talk. Thank you. Come on, guys. What's going on right now? So like we said earlier. Topic is covenants. Covenants? Yes. What is a covenant? Oh, wait, I don't know if that's, that's what you wanted to go That's with. what we're going to talk about. What's a covenant? What's a covenant, Trevor? <laughs> Do you want me to start? Yes, go. Since so, you like the topic. Oh! Burn! Fahrenheit oh! 451! Because <laughs> you just got burned. Burn. Oh, burn, paper, burn. I'll start. I have no problem starting. I know we don't. 
No, wait, Leon, you're starting. Uh, Covenant, several terms, layman terms, Trevor, Trevor version, TV, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Covenant is a, it's kind of like in a sense like a contract, but with no contingencies, 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 contingencies yeah. on the other side. Okay. So, for example, I'm going to do A, even if you don't do B, I will do A for you. Wow. And it could be many things. It could be never flooding the earth in water again. Oh. Could be foreshadow. Foreshadow. Crazy. Foreshadow. Could be taking Maverick out to go to the bathroom. Could be whatever you want it to be. But layman's terms, Trevor version of Covenant is a agreement between two people where no matter what happens, whoever is making the covenant <coughs> Doesn't matter whatever the other person does, he's always gonna fulfill that. Okay, fair. All right, let me go next. Um, so let me make sure I can, I can be heard. Um, so covenants are actually um covenants are like a for the for the person who may not have any background on covenants today, you know, they're like promises on steroids. So mm-hmm. they have a higher, they have much more, they carry much more weight. Pretty much mm-hmm. because we break promises as easy as we make them, you know, know, just as humans. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> covenants now, uh, covenants have both negative and positive consequences. And uh, and you guys can actually see some of those negative consequences in um, in Leviticus. And so I'm going to read this a little bit right here. Um, this is Leviticus chapter 26, verse 14, if you want to check it out. But if you will not listen to me and will not do all these commandments, if you spurn my statutes and if your soul abhors my rules so that you will not do all my commandments but break my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will visit you with panic, with wasting disease and fever that consume the eyes and make the heart ache. And these are just a couple. Mm-hmm. These are just a couple. Whilst on the flip side of that, <coughs> positive consequences of keeping the covenant is like, you know, you see throughout the Bible, fruitful wounds, um, a plentiful harvest, much land many descendants that type of stuff um and so that's just kind of like that's like a glimpse into the world of what covenants are you know so yeah that's good that's good honestly that's beautiful because it takes my point of view and just adds to it basically um when i was looking at covenant i was like i needed to be able to explain covenant by being able to explain what it was not so I was able to look at contract. And most of the times, people tend to use those words interchangeably. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the definition of each, they go to different extremes, okay? So if we're talking about a contract, before I go to covenant, a contract is rather, it's a modern legal construct, which is created between two people as an abiding agreement to do something or not to do something. So in case, and it comes with a contingency. So if something is not done the way that they want it to be done, you can break it. And there's as long as that penalty is met, the contract has come to its completion and it comes to an end. So that's a contract. And then you get the covenant, which is an ancient contract, which is just like Corey said, a promise between two people to do something and not to do something. And if you were to break this covenant, it's some it's no it's not like a contract where even if you end up, you know, making up for it, it's a moral Quality. That's where the morality comes into it. So it's moral failing. That's what the covenant falls into. Okay. So now you have those two, and it's just immoral. Immoral. It's immoral in the sense to break a covenant. And I do have more on it, but <coughs> I want to stop right there. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'll share a little bit. Um, so there, there's this uh, the Bible Project. We all have heard of it. Um, I really like the way they put 
the definition of covenant. The way they put it is a covenant is a relationship between two partners who make a binding promise to each other and work together to reach a common goal. Um, often are accompanied by oaths, signs, and ceremonies. Yeah. And I, I really like that that illustration because it's that is kind of what a covenant is, is is the covenant is ultimately you're both parties are trying to reach one goal, right? It's not, hey, I'm trying to do A, you're trying to do B, let's make a promise together, let's 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 work together. It's hey, we're both trying to reach A. And because we're both trying to reach A, me and you, we're gonna bind, we're gonna make a uh, a binding it's a quote unquote um relationship or a promise with yeah. one another. I help you out, you help me out in a sense. Right. Um and that's something that I really like to to really focus on is like that's what it and that's what in the Bible would it look like a covenant any any single time and we're gonna go more in depth now, I guarantee it, but anytime you see anything uh regarding covenant in the Bible, it's always ultimately one goal, right? Anytime you see the Lord making a covenant with with um us as as people or with with his people it's always under one goal right it's never the lord goes hey i have this plan for you and his people go okay well we have we want to go this way right and then the lord goes okay let's make a covenant now like it's always like the goal is there whether or not they reach it or not but mm-hmm. the goal is is always one goal mm-hmm. that's that's one thing i really like the bible project how the way they illustrated it yeah mm-hmm. there was there's a video that i was kind of watching um and the cool thing about the biblical biblical covenants that we see is the lord uses every single one of them to further his kingdom Mm -hmm. so you have the people who aren't saved and then the lord makes a covenant with someone who is to in hopes that they would then save those who are not so he uses the elect right the ones that he has called makes a covenant with them for the goal right that one day all those people that weren't saved would be, um, and he uses the covenants in order to do that. And so whether it was the, um, man, there's like eight, I think there's eight biblical ones, but the Mosaic one or the yeah. Adamic, is that how you say it? Adam- the Davidic? Davidic, the Davidic, the Abrahamic, Mosaic, Noah's, the new covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But every, yeah? No, I'm listening. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. But every one of those covenants, like the Lord made it, with the um with the hope that the people who were not saved would be through yeah. that covenant and, mm-hmm. and what's fire is we can find that in isaiah um we'll get to that a little bit later yeah. but um that's really cool that you mentioned that oh, what i what i failed to mention prior is um uh thank you for the word covenant the greek word is die di- Diathic. They said it right the first time. I'm Athic? definitely imp- no, 100%. Is improper. I'm a Greek uh, philosopher. Um, That's thank you. Right. And the Hebrew word is berith. Um, and so the root word for berith refers to cutting because the way covenants were made in early history, um, they were made to resemble like a blood pact. Um, we're crying or sacrifice to be sealed. And so that sacrifice would be the sacrifice so of their blood. Blood, blood needed pact. to be spilled to establish it. Yes. And so in some ways, this kind of like kind of foreshadowed the 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 promise of uh of jesus to come and and his blood being the sacrifice his blood being the uh basically our sins being redeemed through his blood um and so that was the pact that that god made with man later Mm -hmm. on 
Um, but I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, what stood out to me is I found there online that there were like a couple different um, types of covenants. And like Corey said, covenant is just a promise to the max. Mm. And <laughs> I like that. To the max. Yeah, promise to the to max. To the max. Um, so Release your goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So a covenant is uh, just an agreement between both parties or promise between both parties. And there's conditional and unconditional. Okay. Mm. So conditional is what we see in like the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. You do me a solid, I'll do you a solid, let's do it. You yeah. know, we're gonna work together. Or like Lyle said a contract. So the easiest example is a building contract. You know, this person's paying somebody, they make a building in return, and once it's done, it's contract done. Uh, but if they fail to complete a building on time, fail to make a payment, fail to, you know, don't build it right. Yeah. Um Contract is out, got it. You know, and then neither party has to fulfill the rest of it. Mm. The unconditional one mm. is the one that stood out because only one party has to fulfill everything. Wow, Oof. Chad, so you're telling heat. me that's heat. Corey made a covenant with me. That's mm. heat. He has to fulfill his side, but I don't have to fulfill mine. Yeah, you just gonna sit there. Huh? Interesting. You hear that, Corey? <laughs> well, what, Corey, did uh, you hear that? He took it. Yes. You're not getting the lighter back. Why not? That's heat. <laughs> hey, you're trying to light it. Whenever someone's about to like speak on the podcast, or like someone's like, "Hey, can I can I share a word or something like that?" We just have to instead of being like, "Yeah," or like, "Yeah, bro," like whatever. We should be like, "Heat." No, no, we say release your release your goodness. Release your goodness. Can I say something? Yeah, man, go release your goodness. Release his goodness. The Lord's. Spitting fire. What, Corey? Uh, <laughs> hey, what else you have to um, What I was going to finish with Sorry. is... <laughs> no, go on. Release your goodness. Is um, The great thing about the Bible is every covenant is unconditional. We don't have to do a single thing except like accept him into your life and make him your Lord. I love yeah. that you cover that. Dude, I thought we were going to like work in a, in, a, in a linear order. Nah, we're kind of... Just, yeah. yeah, I love All this. I love this. Twisties and turnies. I think when we had the chocolate beginning of the episode, all rules went out the window. <laughs> when we released the goodness. All yeah. <laughs> the goodness was released, and now there's no script. Absolutely. <laughs> Where are we going now, Nicholas? Take us on a journey. Uh, you want to start with Noah? Because <gasps> that's the first one. Maybe. You we said the in. flood. Talk to me. <laughs> the first one out of the ones we're covering. Wait, technically, Isle should go first because it's it's out of the. It's yeah, I the, say Isle goes first. Yeah, I already yeah. spoke first too. Yeah, bring your heat. Corey, go first. Long one. You go first. So I'm going first. <laughs> okay, so unlike the guys, I took a different route when I was talking, trying to pinpoint a covenant. So we all looked into different covenants. I'm actually glad the guys all chose a one of the like biblical one of the eight biblical covenants. And then I'm choosing one that is also considered a covenant, but it's not spoken in the term as one of the eight. Yeah, you want it to be different. We get it. We get it. I am African. Anyways. (laughs) We have listeners in Morocco. Thank you very much. Really? Yes. Congratulations, you're still in the World Cup. Okay. Wait a <laughs> okay. Um, so the covenant I chose was actually the marriage covenant. Uh-huh. And 
from what I got, it was that some people go into this covenant with the idea that it's a contract. So whenever you see someone saying, oh, I'm going to get married, but let's sign a prenup first. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get married to you. Certain, certain things is going to happen. If that happens, and that is the end of this contract, so we can move on to the next. Um, but that's not how it was meant to be. It was meant to be a covenant because those words, till death do you part, is supposed to actually mean something. Yeah. Till mm-hmm. death do you part. Dang. And when people go into that whole marriage, ready for the wedding, but not ready for that marriage life, that's mm. technically what happens as a result. Mm. They don't talk to till death do you part. Get the light um, Talk to them. Release again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Say it again. When they go into their marriage. When they go into their marriage. Huh? I forgot what I said. What I said. When they go into their marriage, but they're not ready for the, the when they go into the, their wedding, but they're not ready for their marriage life, they don't really apply that to that do you part. Oh boy, mm, that do you oh part. Boy. Mm-hmm. It's okay. that gospel. So there's honestly like four different chapters in this that I was going to like jump around from. Yeah. But Matthew nineteen nine. Can one of y'all open it up and read that for me? Matthew nineteen nine. Matthew nineteen nine. All right, the fine These are like cases of where. Divorce is there, and God's like, okay, I don't want divorce. It is, I'm allowing it because the, what's it called? The heart of made a stone of men. I'm totally butchering that. We verse. we talked about it during the um, Five Guys in Divorce episode, yeah. right? So, it's, uh, the hot takes. Yes, yeah. Hot so, um, hot takes? Where there were situations in Mosaic it. Law yeah. that the <laughs> Lord said if a, if a wife was being physically abused and was like in fear of her life there is a and i, and I don't want to say like contingency but if that is happening i'm not speech. going to put her in a situation where this man is going to kill her like she's able to leave there's a grace there's an allowance yes, yes. yeah it's not ideal it's not the ideal mm-hmm. it's not his is not what he created marriage to be yeah. but because of our sinful nature yeah there was situations where women were like dying because their husbands were so abusive yeah. uh pastor talk talked about it um, hashtag hit up five guys and divorce. Hmm. Um, we talked about that last season. Yeah, yeah. that episode just covers that. No, but go ahead, last season, like last last season. Okay. Um, you want to you want me to read it? Yeah, you read that because I got the one right after. All right. So Matthew nineteen nine reads, and I tell you this: whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery, mm. unless his wife has been unfaithful. Mm. Okay. And the other one is First Corinthians seven, fifteen. Which reads, but if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. So in both cases, there wants to be some sort of peace. God did not want it to happen, but, you know, human and your free will, he's allowing it there. It's not his plan for your life, but it's a you way of you making your whole covenant on turning into a contract where you can just null and void it if something's not going right. And that's that in that case, but it's not what God intended. But at the beginning of creation, God made men and female. We all know this beautiful verse. And then we go to Mark 10, 6 to 9. That's where God joined two together and not to separate. And that's just, again, talking about that covenant. It's where two coming to that promise to the max. I love that. Promises a match where they come together and they form that bond and it cannot be separated. That is what it was covenants are made to be. They're once you enter it. That's what you intended. It's what it's intended to be. That's why when I was reading earlier and I said that if you break it, it's an it's immoral. It's seen as immoral. It's seen as you doing something immoral. And you're just like, 
Well, but I, it's, it's, I'm looking at it like a contract. If I go tell a business partner, I don't want to, I don't want to work with them anymore. And so I'm going to pay the rest of my dues and it's over. I'm, I'm not, I'm not being immoral. I, I didn't cheat him out of nothing. I gave him his dues, but with a covenant, it's more than that. It's above just the money because it's a promise, a trust mm. that you broke. So it comes down to trust. That's why Matthew 5, 30, Matthew 5, 37, he's basically saying that your yes be yes and no be no. So God in this case is saying, let all your promises you make be like a covenant so that you know if you're going to say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. If you can't mm-hmm. do something, then don't say you're going to do it because you will break someone else's trust out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ashton. That was good goodness that you spoke. Oh, so are we going? Are we going timeline with the covenants, or how do you want to do this? I feel like a timeline. That way, we could, they could travel with it and see how they connect yeah. to each other. Okay, so it would be Noah. Yeah. So we'll. So I'll highlight the the first two real quick. The first one is Demic, Demic, which is talking about the Garden of Eden. So the oh, Lord Adamic, giving. Yeah. So that's that is when the Lord gave um, the promise to Adam and Eve or to man, right? um that he would rule over the land that he would work that he would you know the soil and that's why like there is that's why animals have the fear of men right yeah because man is rule over um over animal second one was adamic adamic yeah for adam which is talking about like redemption so that's the one in three um genesis 3 15 where it talks about um he will step on his head um and bruise well, bruise the heel but he'll crush the serpent which is fulfilling which is like speaking into the future about um the new jesus covenant dying. jesus dying mm-hmm. and freeing same, them same so but when when that happened right if you look at that story um with adam and eve right that's when sin entered the world <coughs> so when that happened that's when like everything kind of hits the fan like to give context to the situation you have angels that like the fallen angels are now mating with humans they're also mating with animals. They're creating these things called Nephilim, which is what we talked about in one of the other episodes. Yeah. But the world became so corrupt in sin that God told a man named Noah, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to wipe out the entire world. Yeah. yeah. Every single person on all seven continents, every cubic foot of land right now is filled with sin hatred, jealousy, lust, sexual immorality, all these terrible, terrible things. And God says, I'm going to wipe them out. But you, your three sons, their wives and your wife, I'm going to preserve y'all because y'all are the only ones that are left mm-hmm. that are, are living like a holy lifestyle. So out of, out of the millions and billions and trillions of people on the earth, there was, there was three of them, right? And so we know this story, super simple story, right? Like Noah created the ark and he built this ark and um it took what was it uh 82 years i think 81 years um to make he makes the ark um and he gets into it right and you would think like oh you know blah 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 like the flood comes where he he waited seven days and then the rain started to come one of the things that i i think gets neglected in this story is like how terrible mm, the heaviness i guess Of, of man with the heaviness of like what comes next. Cause like we think of like, oh, Noah's Ark, he's on the boat with all the animals. Surviving. Every single person in the world died. There's a painting that was made about it. I don't know the exact like um, exact name of it, but this French painter painted what he would assume it would look like. And it's, 
and it was literally a man holding his baby um above the the rapids um as the the waters are coming in like there's a lion like it's just like millions of people died right mm. noah's on this ark we know the story for for 40 days 40 nights um and then he's put on land right um and the Lord gives the covenant, which is the first, I think it's like the first time we actually even see the word covenant in the Bible. Um, but it is in Genesis 9, 11. It says, I established my covenant with you. Rainbow. Why'd you steal that? Oh, <laughs> <Not playing>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I established my covenant with you that never again shall, shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood and never again shall the flood destroy the earth um and so the rainbow was the symbol to show people like hey no longer will i ever flood the earth again okay because um, if you think about it if he didn't tell us that every time we saw rain like we'd probably pee ourselves We're like oh god <laughs> it's coming again you know what i mean like um but yeah the story of noah's super cool i love it because we, and i talked about this i don't know if y'all remember there's an episode where i was talking about how noah's ark and the Ark of the Covenant. I was like, oh, the Ark is a covenant. And I was trying to figure out where I heard it from. It was this porch um, sermon where the guy was talking about um, the Ark. The Ark is, it's not a boat, right? An Ark is a protective container. So the Ark of the Covenant was that protective container, which was protecting the Holy Spirit, right? Or it was like yeah. the preservation of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but if you think about it, like the Ark didn't have any windows. Noah didn't see anything besides the sky when he was in, when he was in the Ark. Wow. Didn't have any steering, didn't have any sails, didn't have any paddles. So he was fully relying on the Lord to put him on land, right? Um, nothing Noah could do in that moment was going to put him on land. It was He was relying on the promise that the Lord had made him. Um, and so there, there's a word for like each one of the, um, the covenants. Like I, I saw this thing and there's like a main um, thing that is highlighted in every one of the covenants. And... The um the one for Noah's is restraint. Restraint. Right? This is this is um what we see here is the Lord's restraint on humanity. Because you gotta think about it. Adam was um the Lord's most satisfying creation. Right? Wow. Like after he made Adam and Eve, he was like, Cool, like this is this is this is it, right? And then you think about it, the thing that you love so much, the thing that you created and your your heart, like it. The Lord loves the earth, but his heart won't fall for it. You know what I mean? Um, the thing that he loved the most so much was man. And man became so perverted with evil and sinful nature. And like the Lord hit that. Like the Lord saw that and, and went through that situation of like, it's so wrong. It's so evil. It's so bad. It's never going to be the way it was unless I, I flood the earth. Unless I redo it, but he but he showed restraint with um, Noah, saying, "Hey, there is still hope. There is still people that are out there. Like I'm not going to forget my people, the ones that I've called the elect, because those people will one day lead my future sons and daughters into the promised land." Uh, okay. Yeah, mosaic. Thanks, good. Shabadi. <laughs> yeah. We'll All right. So. <laughs> The next, <laughs> the next covenant in the order uh, that we're going to is the Abrahamic covenant. And the thing I really like about this is it's his story is literally the gospel unfolding like throughout his life. Huh. 
Yeah, fancy that. <laughs> and what was, can you, before, before I do that, can you say the word? So um, the word with the Abrahamic covenant is restore. restore. Oh my heart. <laughs> um, so just like all the other covenants, this is, an, again, an unconditional covenant um, where he just used Abraham to further the kingdom of God without um, having Abraham to go out of his way to do something, you know, because uh, in the story of Abraham, all he did was follow um, uh, or just like obey God. So he left his um, original village with his wife and then he was in his old age and then he wanted to um, fulfill God's promise at a quicker rate than God's timing. So he was getting impatient. Um, so the Lord promised Abraham that his lineage would cover all the nations and um, the Savior would come from his um, his lineage. And so he got impatient with this and he, he wanted a son quicker. Um, so he slept with a, what was it, a prostitute? His wife, his, his servant. Servant, servant. servant. Yeah. His yeah. So he slept with his mm. handmaid and then that became, um, was it? I'm forgetting his name. I'm I know this. Ishmael? Ishmael? Yes. I think, I think it's Ishmael. Anyways, so that son is born, but um, that wasn't of the Lord. So they had to separate from his son, and from there came the other Abrahamic religious. Yeah. Islam. Islam. That's it. Islam. And then... Um, he, he obeyed God's timing and he followed in his word. And then he was given a son from his wife who was barren. And from that son came the Christianity we know today. And from there we came like all the the great leaders in the Bible, like Moses, David, um, and Jesus eventually came after. Um, but the great thing about uh, that son is the Lord told him to sacrifice his son to prove his obedience to the Lord. And when he went, when they went up to the mountain and he was about to sacrifice his son, even though he like had tears running down his eyes and he didn't want to do it with all of his will, he yeah. still was willing to sacrifice his son because um, he was so obedient. And then the last second, the Lord provided a lamb, a clean lamb, which was um, meant for sacrificing like a, a pure and clean lamb. Yeah. And then that is just a symbolism of, you know, Jesus coming in the last second to save us from, you know, eternal damnation and bring us to up to heaven with the Lord. So you're telling me there was foreshadowing in the Old Testament about what was to come in the New Testament? Yep. There is 100% foreshadowing. Crazy. That's wild. Color me purple. Color me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's not the same? I don't think that's the same, dude. But yeah, so I think the word what was the word? Redemption? Redemption. Restore. Restoration. Yeah. Restoration is a perfect word for that covenant. That's good. So we're skipping the next two. Well, the next one. The next one. Because we're Leon jump, jump around. Yeah, we're gonna around for this next one because it'll make sense at the end. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, sir Corey's going. I'll go ahead and go. Um and uh Bear with me. Uh, my notes are a little scattered on this, but it's so good. It is so good, guys. Um, so I'm covering the, the Davidic covenant. And so if you guys 
could just turn if you have a second turn to second Samuel um chapter 7 uh 12 through 17 and so it reads basically and this is just kind of going over a couple of the the promises that the Lord makes with with David he's like look at this point David's like almost at the end of his life and so the Lord's like look man when your days are when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body and I will establish his kingdom he shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son when he commits iniquity I will discipline him with the rod of men with the stripes of the son of men with the stripes of the son of men but my steadfast love will not depart from him as I took it from Saul Saul was a prior king in David um whom I put away from who I put away from before you and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me your throne shall be established forever in accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision Nathan spoke to David and so um this is the Lord just making a covenant with David he's like look look man after your death you know um if your sons are if your descendants are beat to me like they like I will make a throne for you basically I'll make a throne for your descendants forever you know um that's my promise to you that is my agreement with you um and the theme that you can see in this is an everlasting throne and kingdom to be secured by a descendant doesn't specify just by a descendant of the, the bloodline of David and so uh we've seen and we've seen in the kings we've seen we saw it in King uh King Saul I believe um you can't secure a kingdom you can't even secure a throne by a sinner you know uh saul was a guy who really loved the lord he was very humble when he first became king over the years he just he fell away from his first love and he he willfully gave in sin time and time and time again mm -hmm. um and so uh when it when it says give me a second but my steadfast love will not depart from him as i took it from saul whom i put away from before you the lord removed removed the uh like he lets all know he's like hey i'm raising up a king for myself you're no longer king but saul still remained king for like i think a decade or two two more decades i'm not entirely sure um but the lord was done with them because he constantly kept sinning so we see that we see the theme of an everlasting throne a kingdom to be secured by a descendant um we know that it can't be secured by a sinner aka uh aka saul um and we'll soon see solomon um so let me read first kings real quick give me two seconds to go to it all right it's gonna be first king 11 uh chapter 11 through chapter 11 verses 11 through 13 and it reads um where's it at where's it at where's it at so now the lord said to him and he's talking to, to solomon this is david's son um since you have not kept my covenant and have disobeyed my decrees I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your servants. But for the sake of your father, David, I will not do this while you are still alive. I will take the kingdom away from your son. And even so, I will not take away the entire kingdom. I will let him be the king of one tribe for the sake of my servant, David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, my chosen city. And so uh, even, even in the face of Solomon constantly being a sinner, at this point, uh, and, and Zane talked about it this past Sunday, actually, of where Solomon um, wifed, I think, what was it, 700 wives and 300 concubines? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, these women led him to uh, to worship other gods. 
And so even in the face of all this, the Lord's like, look, man, for the sake of your father, with the promise that I made to him, yeah, I I won't even like I won't even uh what, what does it say I won't remove you, or I won't take I won't take your kingdom from you while you're still alive. I'll take it away from your sons, and even then, your descendant will still be king of a tribe for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of my my city Jerusalem. Wow. Um, and so that kind of goes back to what Nick was saying of like the unconditional aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, of how like David's bloodline didn't uphold it entirely. And the Lord still fulfilled yeah. that covenant. Yeah. It's really sweet. What was the word for David? David's word is right here. Huh? Rain. Rain. Oh! The, like the, the word that sums up, or like the main premise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he, he has the one for like all the covenants. Okay. Fair enough. Um, So, yeah. So God was still covenant fulfilling even after one party broke its deal. Um, now, Jeremiah 23, uh, chapter 23. Five through sixty, um, or just six. I think it's just six actually. Um, it begins to talk about the prophecy of the one true king coming from the Davidic bloodline mm-hmm. or the bloodline of David. Um, and so I'm gonna be jumping from verse to verse. Bear with me. Uh pew pew pew. <laughs> pew pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> our fillers. <laughs> pew pew pew. Speak the goodness. <laughs> Give me one Release second. I want to make sure this is in order. In order. All right. So in um in Luke, in Luke chapter one, thirty-one through thirty-three, um, this is when the angel the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary. Um, he says this: Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Um, and then in Isaiah 55, verse 1 through 3. Come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. And you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen and that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. Um, and then to Revelation 6, uh, Revelation 22, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking. Um, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony. This is not Jesus speaking, but this is. I'll come back to this. But uh, what the verse what the verse says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come and let the let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of the scroll. If anyone adds, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in the scroll. The scroll. Uh, I think I read a verse too far. Excuse me. Um, but you you see here, uh, you see here that um, whilst covenants um, are conditional and have consequences, um, this Davidic covenant was certain, even though it had even though it had consequences and it, it had conditions. Like it's like, hey, 
as long as your sons adhere to my laws, adhere to my rules, you're good. You have a fruitful nation, da 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 da. You know, um, it was still certain because God Himself stepped in to fulfill the conditions. Yeah. There was no way we could we could fulfill or you know David's line could fulfill the Davidic covenant. And so we have someone of of the bloodline of David, which is Jesus, who came to fulfill all the covenants, who came to fulfill, uh, who, who came to sacrifice himself for our sins, for the debts that we couldn't pay. Um, and so one thing that I, I just want to leave us with is we serve a covenant making, a covenant keeping, and a covenant fulfilling God, as as you can mm -hmm. see um, through just what we've already talked about already. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Um, so like we mentioned before, um, we skipped one in between. It's the Mosaic Covenant. And the reason why we skipped it was because I really wanted to connect it because I think it goes hand in hand because the Mosaic Covenant, um, obviously through Moses, um, is very typically referred to as the Old Covenant. Mm -hmm. And then we see later on in the New Testament, we have what's called the New Covenant, right? Um, the Old Covenant um, kind of just to give give you a little idea of what it was was the mosaic covenant was essentially the covenant that was made between the 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 people the, the israelite people and, and god during during moses's time right you see where god gave them the covenant saying hey these are the set of mosaic laws you follow this i will bless you mm -hmm. if you disobey them then there will be no blessing right it was very simple very straightforward saying like if you follow these set of rules you will get my blessing if you don't follow these set of rules you will not get my blessing right and as we've seen in the old testament there has been a lot of disobeying but there's also been times where the israelites have obeyed but there's also been a lot of disobeying right we see the israelites um spend 40 years in the wilderness right because they they chose to disobey right we see the israelites building a golden calf because they could not just wait and to listen on the lord Right. And, and obviously uh, the golden calf happened right before the covenant, because that's when we get the mosaic laws. Mm -hmm. um, but what's really important about the old covenant, the mosaic covenant, is the fact that with the mosaic covenant, the old covenant was governed by a law that essentially gave them saying, hey, the Lord is saying, like, I'm prescribing a correct behavior. Right. I, I expect if you give if if you listen to my rules. I will bless you and your people. Yeah. Right. But obviously we saw that the people continuously broke those rules, right? Because we're still humans. They are still humans. People are stupid. Right. <laughs> but the important part of that mosaic covenant was that there was a sacrificial system, right? That's where we're seeing like the Ark of the Covenant, right? How they, in order to temporarily remove the sins of the people, they had to provide sacrifice of, of, of livestock or anything like that right and we would see that the sacrifices had to be administered by the by the priests and only the priests were able to enter in to the temple of god right mm -hmm. and only the pre the high priests were able to go past the veil into the, the the holiest of places and that was only once a year right so we see that with the mosaic covenant that there was still a break between god and man Mm -hmm. There was a clear break. There was yeah. a clear, there is just a wide gap, right? Yeah. You would see that in order for man to to atone for their sins, they had to give sacrifices. And each time they had to do 
they atone for their sins. It has to be a blood sacrifice, as we mentioned earlier, a blood sacrifice. And it had to be administered by the priest who essentially spoke for the people, right? They, he was like the mediator. The priest was the mediator between God and man, right? Because only the priest was able to enter the temple of God, right? And only the priest was able to mingle among men, right? So it was, it was the priest represented the people of Israel to God, but also God to the people of Israel, right? Um, the difference now with the new covenant we saw is when Jesus Christ came down and fulfilled the prophecy. The new covenant is governed by the law that was internalized by the people of God, right? And was mainly through the spirit of God, right? With the new covenant, we see that the sins of all the people are now forgiven because there was the ultimate sacrifice that was made. Yeah. There is no longer, hey, I sinned. I messed up. I need to go to my priest and have him create a sacrifice in order for me to atone for my sin. But it is now because that there was an ultimate sacrifice that was made, Jesus Christ, I am forever now indebted to him, right? Mm. He came down and he fulfilled the, the unconditional covenant of saying, I am giving you this sacrifice so that no matter how many times you break my laws or how many times you break my rules or how many times you sin, the ultimate goal is still eternal life. You are still granted eternal life because of my of, of the salvation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. The sins of the people are forgiven, removed once and for all by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The people of God now have a direct and intimate access to him. There's no longer that gap, right, where you would have to see the people go to the priest. The priest goes to the temple and only the highest priests can go to the holiest place of the temple once a year. But now you see an intimate and a very direct relationship is now saying, like, if I sin and I mess up, I don't have to go to my priest. I can directly go to God now. Yeah. Right. That's good. Um, and just a couple of verses I wanted to share is, is in you, we see this covenant of the new covenant in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 15 it says, For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. So we see that even that was mentioned, that the first covenant was mentioned, right? And we see that because of that and because of the old covenant was created, right? And then the new covenant was when Jesus Christ came in to fulfill it. That old covenant now is, is essentially Jesus Christ saying, that, hey, that old covenant is no more. Yeah, I have come to fulfill this new covenant, which over overseeds, yeah. which is priority over this old covenant now, because because of my new covenant to you, you no longer have to create sacrifices. You no longer have to um, have this broken relationship with me. It is now a direct, intimate relationship because I am the ultimate sacrifice, and there is no need for any more sacrifices in this world mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I sacrificed myself for you. If anyone has ever yeah. spoken goodness. It was in that moment right there. <laughs> so that's like, that's something I, I really, really wanted to share. And I, and I really particularly loved is seeing like that old covenant versus that new covenant, mm -hmm. right? Like, because I'll be honest with you, if we were still living in the old covenant times, it's wraps. Um, I got no livestock stock <clears throat> would go through the roof because you best believe I am buying now 500 farms. Move coin. <laughs> Move coin. Move coin. You know, but. 
thank the Lord that we don't have that old covenant anymore. That old covenant was destroyed or not destroyed, but the old covenant was old no use, needed. Mm -hmm. no longer needed. Once Jesus came down, died on that cross for our sins, right? Which we have established is the gospel, right? Yeah. Which is the good news that Jesus Christ came down onto this earth as a man to die unto that cross to take on the burdens of our sins so that we no longer have to follow that old covenant, right? Mm -hmm. That new covenant is the one that we have to follow now. And the beauty of that is that that veil that separated us and God yeah. is also torn the moment that he died on that cross, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The beauty is one, we don't have to create sacrifices anymore, right? Because the ultimate sacrifice was made. And two, that veil was torn so that we have that direct relationship. Now, no matter where we go, the Lord rests with us. Now, it's not that where the Lord goes is where we must follow. Is where we go, the Lord rests with us. Flames. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, I guess to wrap it up, I kind of wanted to share my heart behind um, why I chose this topic. Yeah. Um, I was actually looking back at our hot takes series and specifically looking at divorce because um, a lot of the topics we choose talk about lack of commitment and like falling short in sin, divorce, you know, you name it, whatever. Like we're going to break a promise. Mm -hmm. This is something that will never break. It's good. So I wanted to kind of contrast that. And just <coughs> any of the examples we look at is what a promise should be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's nothing, you know, obviously we're human. We're going to fall short. We're going to break a promise. Except for Io. Except, except for Io. Wow. Thank you. Thank um, you. That is not biblical. Don't y'all listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to share that. And then I guess we'll pray out real quick. Trevor yeah. once promised me a head rub, and I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, me too. Mm. Oh, Kyle. All right. Wow. <laughs> Lord, thank you for um, this time that we got to spend together and talk about um, your word and just your promise to, uh, to us. And that we don't have to do a single thing and that you're just, you'll never break this covenant with us. Lord, I just pray for anyone that's listening to this podcast. Mm. Um, just speak to them and move in their heart. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 It's good. It's good. Potato chips. And that's a wrap. Hey. Hey. I got to pee. <laughs> Leave that in. Leave that in.